millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. We are an entertaining podcast where we take a listen to different music that has been sent to us throughout the week through the emails. We also have a guest on the show sometimes. Today we do have a guest We have special guest Ray Kelly from Ireland, a previous artist of the week. Also joining me I have Wayne, it's nice to have Wayne back with me, I have missed Wayne, so it's good to have him back on the show. Hopefully soon we'll be able to have all of the team back together, I can't wait. But yes, as I stated, this is a music podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good as that in the mainstream. For example... The piece of music you can hear behind me currently is a song called Reasons That You Came Here by Rubber featuring Nick Hansen, which is out now according to this uh, Rubber bio. Having formed during their time studying together at Temple University in 2018, Lopa and Delafranco have gone from strength to strength ever since. Using elements of R&B, funk, hip-hop, jazz and soul, they look to artists such as Frank Ocean, Thundercat and Amy Winehouse for inspiration, who all capture emotion within the irresistible melodies of their music. So yes, that's them. I will leave all links and information pertaining to these guys in the show notes.
was on mute then, so I was just talking to myself for a little bit. But uh, hello and welcome to season four, episode twelve. Hello, Wayne. Wayne's muted. I've muted everyone. Is what's happened there? This isn't going very well. I'm just going to unmute them and pretend everything is just all right and we haven't had any hiccups at all. So hello, Wayne. Are you are you okay? <laughs> Hello, Fuck how's it going? God damn. <laughs> Hell! Oh. oh, dear Lord. How's it going, mate? I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm brilliant. <laughs> I'm brilliant, you know. This is all going, this is all going swimmingly. <sighs> Someone's now phoning me during a recording because that's, you know, what else can go wrong, really? So, so might as well oh, have a dear. phone call as well. So, hello, Ray Kelly from Ireland. Hello there. Thank you for having me on the show. You're pressing record, aren't you? Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Someone's got to check for God's We'll just cover all the bases. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Help me. And you know what the funny thing was? We kept doing the intro over and over again. And I kept getting the song wrong. But it turns out I didn't get the song wrong. It was the right song. I just didn't get the actual intro. And <laughs> I, the reason I was confused was because... the. The in, the um, the email talks about these guys doing this music and you know correct me if I'm wrong but that was definitely a female vocalist definitely yes. sounded like a female vocalist to me all right yeah mm, definitely anyway anyway I'll, I'll leave all the information to them in the show notes so you can find out more about them than I gave you in the intro so yes oh god just, here we are this is it it's recording. And everybody's here, and it's all very good. And uh, yeah, how are we both? We all good? Did good, mate. Not that? so bad. Yes. <laughs> I'm also fine, thank you. Good. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 um, I honestly, Wayne, take over. I am so flummoxed. <laughs> oh dear. Well, this is my first show back after I've been away for five episodes. So I'm stepping. Oh, six episodes. Six episodes. Sorry, I've been away. Yeah, I was I the last to, I was episode. Meant to say welcome back, wasn't I? Yes, it's okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm used to not being mentioned. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm back. Uh, back into the fray. Um, things have changed up a little bit. Uh, Ema's not with us tonight, but she'll be back very soon. Obviously, Ray Kelly's our special guest. We'll be playing two songs that we found that we really quite like, along with the wild card. Then we'll finish up by talking to, to Ray Kelly about her music and playing her song, Ignorant as Icarus. Does that sound about right, Rich? Fuck's sake! That's him trying to hang himself right there, people. That is in the background. He's we trying might have to hang to take himself. Over. Oh no! <laughs> how are you, Ray? Anyway, are you okay? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, I had my first vaccine. Waiting for my second. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a oh, catalogue of errors tonight. I'm afraid it's, it's no, don't worry. on a. Jesus. It's all this heat. That's what it is. It's it's, it's put gremlins in the works. You swear are like you, Father you... Jack, doesn't he? <laughs> Hi. Are we back? Are you ready? Are you ready to go? I left the keys in the door so they couldn't get in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it all Brilliant. in. I'm not. I'm not editing any of this out. It's all going in. It's, it's so, been a rough. It's been a rough night, mate. Let's uh, oh, let's persist. No idea. So, okay, we're going to move on to our first part of the show, then, which you've probably just already explained. But uh, yes, yeah. If you introduce your first artist, Wayne. No, I will do it now. I will introduce my artist. Introduced. So I am... Introduce? I said introduce. Um, 
uh, I will be bringing a band called Berries and their song Copy. Enjoy. Talk about that way. I was just waiting for you to say you're off mute. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't put you on. I'm not pointing at anybody on mute anymore, ever again. Oh, okay. 
Okay. So that was Berries with their song Copy. Uh, Berries are a three-piece band from London with a penchant for effortlessly combining off-kilter melodies and guttural grunge. Uh, This is their latest release, Copy, and they say it's about uh, imitation and how we are programmed by society to try and live up to other people's expectations of happiness and how unhealthy, self-critical, obsessive this way of existing can be. Um, it's a really nice bit of indie. This uh, reminds me of something. It's, it's sort of very nineties meets noughties indie. The guitar riffs remind me of something like Black Party, and the style overall gives me a sort of Elastica, police placebo-y type vibe, especially the way she sings it and the way it's arranged. Um, just a nice all-round song. You know, it puts me in mind of like dirty, sweaty clubs, and um, you know. Mascara and Stratocasters, that that sort of vibe it gives me. Um, it's got a fantastic, brilliant driving chorus um, that, that shifts the whole song. It's got a really nice gear shift into that chorus, and yeah, it's just a nice, uh, it's just a nice, really nice piece of indie. So yeah, go check out Berries by Copy. Sorry, Copy by Berries. <laughs> um, let's start with you, Ray. What do you think of this? I love that. And I agree with everything you said. I could imagine it being in a film like 10 Things I Hate About You. And <laughs> yes. It makes me really excited about seeing live music again. Because, yeah, I could totally see myself up at the front, sweating terribly. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the sort of song I could see myself jumping on my bed to when I was a teenager. Really defiant yeah. and energetic love that guitar riff in the beginning it's sort of Morris Voltish. there's something quite yes. different about that um, yeah. yeah I really dig it I, I like that yeah that's what I was, that's what I was going for the the block, the, the block party because I think it's probably because of the sound but the, the, definitely the style of it is Morris Voltage. like I was saying 90s meets 90s you know that, yeah. sort, of, that sort of thing uh, Rich who did Teenage Kicks uh, The Undertones I was getting that from it uh, this is just straight down the line Rock, it just is what it is. There's no no frills. It's just guitar, vocals, bass, drums, plenty of distortion. It's the foundation of what the ISG was, um, the band that me and Wayne was in. It's yeah, it's just it's just good rock music. It's good live music. Um, it, yes, it's got a nice lo-fi feel to it. I feel they haven't spent a, th- a ton of money on the production, however. Because of the style of music they're doing, they don't need to. I don't think. Um, in fact, if they if they did spend a ton of money and overproduced it, I don't think it'd have the same feeling. No, I agree. So, Absolutely agree on that. So yeah, I I I, I like this. It's uh, it's very nostalgic for me. It takes me back. Like it a lot. Yeah, mm, I'm finding I'm I've been listening to. I'm doing it now. Listening back to. <laughs> Previous episodes, I'm slurping. It's because of the whiskey I'm drinking during the the episode, and as the episode goes on, my spirit starts to. Sh- <laughs> so I need to stop drinking. I need to stop drinking whiskey during the episodes. I think, well, it's really nice. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, good tune, Wayne. Well done. Yes. I enjoyed go, that a lot. Go check out berries. Yeah, and uh, as as like I always do, this is from our uh, this is from our vault from our mailbox vault. This was sent to us back in February, so I'm just picking this up now. So yeah, uh, but it's been out now. It's been out a while. Go and check them out because it's very very good. So yeah, copy by berries. Go and give it a listen. Move on to you then, Rich. Yeah, I'd rather you didn't because I've, I've I know I've got big loots next. Only I forgot what their song's called. 
Rider. 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 Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I brought. So I've tried to change it up a bit this week because we don't bring enough hip hop. We call ourselves a multi-genre podcast. However, we don't bring enough hip hop as well, and we get more hip hop than anything else. So when we do get a decent piece, I think it's only best to bring it along. So this is Rider by Big Lutz. Uh, Rizzy, Big Lutz, Coca-Cola. Spark slit, reignite the vibe, and I never quit, stay on this grind. So don't talk smack if you can't provide the energy for the soul and mind. Gotta move with a perk, gotta know your worth. And if they throw on roadblocks, I put the gear in reverse. Living in fear is the worst, but I will sacrifice the flame to put my dreams in a hearse. Recognize it's not a game, get my feet in the dirt. Stay at one with the earth, too blessed to be stressed. If you're with it, let's work. So, um, many claim the ride till the ships are down. Backstabbing, telling lies, I ain't with it now. Never perfect, I was blind with the vision clouds. Live and learn, think it's time that we get it now. Time that we get it now Coco, I think it's time that you get it now Don't call yourself a writer
there you have it. That was Big Lutz with Ryder. Um, a little bit about them. In 2021, Big Lutz dropped Look Into The Fire. So I don't want to talk about that. that, 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 that that's irrelevant. Um, is it actually anything about about? I, sh- I, I should have prepared this in advance. I, I am very sorry. Um, okay, no, it doesn't actually say anything about them. So it was Big Lutz, um, Coco Lee and Briz. Yeah, Coco Lee, Briz, and Big Lutz. Um, the the email doesn't actually say much about them at all. Uh, ho- however, um, I'll leave links. You, you you can find all the information you need. I like this. It's um, it's got that street feel. It's got that urban feel. Without at risk of sounding like my granddad, it hasn't got all that profanity. And I love a good swear. So, I, but um, yeah, it, I love the female vocals in it. That they sound kind of a off kilter, that kind of unhinged, but um, nice at the same time. It makes no sense when I say it, but it makes sense in my head. It's just a good piece of hip hop, and I love. Oh, there's a lot of that beautiful flute uh, that comes in. I like that, and it uh, kind of yeah, it just makes it. I don't. I want to say nice, but it's it's not because it's a piece of hip hop. But it, it, I don't know. I don't, it kind of breaks it up a bit. And none of what I've just said makes sense. I, I understand that, but I know what I was saying. So fuck you, Wayne. What do you think? That flute, though. Yeah. Right? That flute. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with, with everything you said. It's got a very lovely late nineties feel to it. You know. Um, oh yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very old school. Yeah. Well, it's old school, new school in it. That's, that that's, that's where I'm going. What is that? Is that the whiskey uh, bottle? Is oh, it, is yes. he op- he's opening another one. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, it's a cochlea. Um, that's what he calls a cochlea. A cochlea. That's what he calls a cochlea in the song. Um, obviously, for me, there's obvious comparisons to somebody like Rihanna in the way she sings and her vocal style, um, and that's not a bad thing at all. Oh, I didn't um, pick I up on she, that, but now you say, yeah, yeah. I um, agree with that. You, yeah, I think she's uh, she's got a really nice voice, and this like, I do agree that the song she's a little bit off kilter, and it does draw you in a bit more because of that. Um, it, it adds a nice flavour of R and B to to like an old school hip hop track. It's really good. Um, I think the strength of this song is in its simplistic construction, because there's lots of spaces for those vocals to fill, and it's not all just produced within an inch of its life. It's there as a nice basic beat to. to for the song and uh, for, for the lyrics to sit on top of so you can hear them better so you can flow with them and I, I, I do think that that is one of its biggest strengths there's no frills there's no bells or whistles so yeah uh, nice old school new school song yeah I like it Rich cool what do you reckon Ray? so I am totally out of my music comfort zone here not okay. probably not the best person to critique a hip hop track although I do like hip hop but it's just not in my daily digest so to speak um but my favorite part of this song is his reference to paris bueller because that is my favorite film <laughs> there's <laughs> a bit where my favorite film as well oh there you go he says something like no days off i'm not ferris bueller <laughs> and that yeah. kind of stuck out to me i was like yeah you get kudos from me for that that's a good lyric um but yeah nice vocal inflection he's very it's very listenable great beat great singer What's not struggling, like really? You're struggling, you're struggling Just, uh, now, aren't you, Ray? You're struggling. A oh, bit. You, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, it's I'm not, you know, 
a hip hop no, connoisseur, it's, but it's, it's fair. We're, we're, I, I am the same. I think Wayne's the same. We don't listen to a lot of hip hop ourselves, but um, it's only fair for us to play it when it comes in. And it's good, and if something comes through and it's not my bag, but I can tell that it's good, I will still play it. So it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's better than what I'm hearing in the charts. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And let's, should we just finish there with hey bada 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 swing bada swing bada swing bada what was that from again from that Ferris was Ferris Bueller. Bueller oh is that from it? oh do you know what I need to, that's so bad isn't it I was like I can see I was trying to picture the character of course it's Ferris oh. that just means I need to watch it I'm overdue I watch it at least once a year so that just means there you go you know what to do the weekend now there we go. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Where are you from outside of Ireland? Uh, so I'm, oh, so I'm originally from Dublin, but I am now in St. Albans, so just north of London. You almost sound Cornish sometimes. <laughs> People get very confused about my accent because I'm from the South County, South County Dublin, which is uh, posh. You get a posh kind of accent. It's not the sort of typical Colin Farrell, North Side, lovely accent. And that mixed with St. Albans, people get very confused. I actually get a lot of people asking if I'm Canadian, which is quite funny. Never Cornish. But there we go. Yeah. Never Cornish. Well, no, okay. that's the first. Okay, well, that was completely off topic. Anyway, yes, okay. So um, <laughs> that was Big Loot with Ryder. Go check them out. I'll leave links. And uh, yeah, go, if there's any websites, I'm sure there is, go and find out a, a proper bio for each of the artists because I gave nothing away there. My apologies to the artists. But yeah, definitely check them out. Um, should we move on to our next round, Wayne? Oh, yes. What's our next round, Wayne? It's wildcard, baby. Oh, it is. Now, for the uninitiated, the wild card is where I go into my emails, and you can hear me clicking. This is another pet hate of mine. My slurping while drinking whiskey, and while editing, all I can hear is my fucking mouse clicking away. <laughs> and that, my phone. But, um, <laughs> my mouse, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into the emails now, you'll hear me clicking on them. Um, this has not been a good episode for you, has it, Ray, at all? <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go to my emails and I'm going to flick through my emails. And as I'm flicking through them, email usually does a sound, like a drum roll thing, but it, it, it's, it's not important. Um, so I'm going to let you know, I'm flicking through the emails now. I just want you to say stop whenever you're ready. You're ready, you're ready. I need to, get, I need to start speaking properly while I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Is it me saying so, stop or Wayne? Or both of us? You right. that- no, you, you, you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I need to say stop. I'm flicking, I'm flicking through. Okay, flicking through. I wish I could I'm do flicking. like a drum, like a drum roll. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Stop. Okay, we have... It says promo Ollie Rockenberger. What a this Oh, it's okay. So this is from uh, Eve Bridge. This Bridge the Gap Promotions or something like that. Hi, I hope you are having a good week. You are, you are not your. Hope you're having a good week. I have a song for you today from a musician with a strong presence in London's creative music making scene. 
having worked alongside names including China Moses, don't know that person, Gregory Porter, don't know that person. You don't know Gregory Porter? <gasps> Gregory Porter's great. Like a soul singer. Yeah, I know who that is. Um, Laura... <laughs> you do know. L- Laura Moolah with a V Unvulu. after the M. Mvulu. <laughs> That's not what that says. It's Mvulu. <laughs> Laura Mvulu. No, that's not how he's spelled. She's brilliant. I've seen her live. She's amazing. And uh, someone other unknown person called Shaka Khan. Uh, <laughs> so, Ollie Rockenberg, Does It Erode is the song. So, what, what are you expecting to hear from this? It's got to be soul, um, right? Yeah, it's going to be some, maybe jazzy. In fact, probably jazzy. Uh, I'm going. That, 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 that's what I'm expecting, I think. Like a new jazz, like like a little bit of electric. Like Gregory Porter and Lauren Vulu, that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, the, those people that I don't know. Yeah, yeah those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so uh, yeah, this is that. This is a, this is a, sh- 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 I'm whistling through my teeth now while I say my S's. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, this is that. This is, um, does it road by Ollie Rockenberger?
Rockenberger there with Does It Erode, the lead single from his forthcoming album Look Up, coming out July the 23rd, which reflects themes of striving for hope amidst enforced isolation while reflecting on the past, present and future. Can you reflect on the future? And I am... Does It Erode sees Ollie pull from his years of experience as a songwriter, producer and session musician to combine a distinct songwriting style within a Focatronica sound. I should probably have started with that. So, um, I don't know if either of you heard it, but I heard, Does It Erode, oh bastard! <laughs> Did you hear that? that <laughs> no, but now I'll never be able to unhear it. That's what I, I, I really want to play it again so as you can hear but yeah. Does it that, that, That's what I heard. I'm sure it wasn't. But yeah, um, I, I, I honestly, it, it was good, but I don't know if I enjoyed it. I, I think it's one of those that I need to listen to a few times for it to grow on me before I can appreciate it. I think it was good, but yeah, that, what I just said. Uh, Wayne? Um, yeah. Uh, did anybody else get... Um, Bastard! <laughs> yeah, me. I got that. Uh, from the intro, did anybody else get Desert Rose by Sting? No, no. I got not. Shape of My Heart by Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Might be that one, but it's, it's the it same song. reminded me of that. <laughs> Uh, Shape of My Heart is the one he did with Craig David, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember. Is I think it? it is. And if it is, then they're, they're doing, they're playing Desert Rose. That's the same. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah it is. It's the same one, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's got like a late 80s, early 90s sound in its production. Sort of a bit of Alexander O'Neill-ish. It's got a bit of that in there. It's nowhere near as jazzy as, as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like some real cocktail lounge sort of sort of stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's jazz inflected, but this is more sort of new soul sort of sound. Um, I'm unsure about the drum sound he uses in it. I think it's a bit too... Um, processed or under-processed as it were but I do love the synth bass that comes in towards um, the last chorus it's got that sort of like sort of like almost your favourite word Rich when describing bass it's almost flatulating it's just got this really nice warm sound to it and uh, yeah it's a nice song I like it yeah the drums almost sounded uh, like they were recorded on a tape player <laughs> yeah thought, uh, did you like this Ray? I did, I did actually enjoy it. Um, I think it, he's definitely crafting his own sound, so the bio makes sense. And yeah, I was definitely not expecting that voice. So it was a real juxtaposition of styles, you know, with that sort of jazzy piano and then more of a kind of husky rock voice to me. Um, mm. So I thought that was quite an interesting mix. It's definitely something a bit different. It's one that I, I, I might stick on my playing list and listen to a few times. I quite like to listen to... Is this the only thing he's released? Is this the debut no, he's single? He's released a 10-track album, apparently. Oh, okay. So I'll have to go and check check out the album. He releases a new album in July. There you go, July. Album. Yeah, so there mm. you go. Uh, again, links in the show notes so you can go and check him out. Um, yeah, this has been a... This episode has been a smorgasbord of uh, emotions and colours and uh, everything. So, 
So yeah, we're going to move on to our next section now, our final section, if you don't include the Artist of the Week. But yeah, our next section, which is the Artist Spotlight. That's a nice applause. Yeah, it's genuine. Um, Ray Kelly, thank you for joining us and putting up with us and being so patient. (laughs) That's okay, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Love what you're doing for a little known artist. It's very good. So, Ray, I I don't really know much about you other than what I uh, sort of, your interview with Ema. Have you been, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, really. Have you been up to much since then? Um, not really. I'm hoping to move house soon. So that's sort of been the main area of focus, preparing for okay. that. Um, but yeah, I've got um, a kind of a backlog of material to release. So I've took a bit of an inadvertent hiatus from the music scene for quite a few years due to health issues. And I had problems with my voice. It was all just a bit demoralising. And I basically ended up wandering off doing different things. And um, uh, I work in digital marketing, so I've just found some other interests. Um, and then finally realized, oh, I really want to get back and do music again. And I just need to find a way to get through these issues, basically, and, and work through them. So that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> so how, how is that working for you? Are you using, like, uh, trying to come up with techniques or are you just trying to just fight through it how's how's that working for you yeah i don't, I don't want i don't want to have to touch on whatever the problems were because that's personal obviously but yeah just, that's okay how, how, how are you dealing with the situation well it's a long story so i won't go into it but uh, yeah so basically i have trouble with my lower the lower range of my voice um and sometimes when i'm gigging my voice will just go which is quite stressful and i think worrying about that is quite stressful as well and I tend to get quite bad stage fright. So having that as an additional thing to worry about as well as trying to perform well is, you know, quite unbearable. So what I realized is probably I just need to start writing my songs a bit higher so that I'm <laughs> not in the danger range, as I'm now calling it. Um, I mean, your voice does change as you get older anyway. Um, it's that or maybe start smoking, you know, get the lower range, the ski range back. Probably think that's I, not I, a good idea. I completely understand. My, my, I, I've got... Such a high voice for him. I sound like Johnny Vegas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can. If if I want to, I can sing like a lady. It's nothing to be proud of. But yeah, I, I struggle with the low ranges. Oh, it's great I'm, to have a high range. Like the singer from you know Mew, that band Mew. He's got an incredibly. Mm, I've uh, got a fantastic falsetto. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, obviously, you 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 must uh, thrive in the studio because obviously you can. Um, work past all your your problems there and if you're making mistakes you can go over them again and again and again is that how you're you're coming to yes yeah, yeah. what i'm hoping now is to uh, so i'm living quite a small flat at the moment where i don't really have a designated recording space so hopefully when i move now i can create a proper designated room because i haven't had that for so long and for me i, I just have to shut the world out i can't if i know that someone can walk in <laughs> it just, i just like to feel like I shut everyone out so that would be great and um yeah I've been getting back into doing more home recording and using my Logic Pro X software and stuff like that demoing things up and I think recording my own vocals is going to be quite an important thing for me because again I, I never know what's 
going to happen with it from one day to the next. So if I'm having a good day, I can just go in and lay some stuff down and not have to worry about booking studio time or traveling to, you know, collaborate with someone. Yeah. So that's sort of the plan moving forward, I think. You want to do what Emer's doing and be self-contained and self-produced. Oh, yes, exactly. And I'm a huge fan of Emer. Such admiration, I think. It's brilliant. Mm. And it's great. You know, there's so much freedom now for independent artists. You can just do everything from your laptop. It's incredible. And and the quality is is there. It's not. It doesn't sound like something you've just recorded in a shed unless you want it to. <laughs> you know, you can actually make it sound like you've been in a studio. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can, yeah, with the technology we have and the software, there's, there's like, like Emma, for example, she's producing music that sounds like it's come out of a studio, so it can be done. It's just a, a, a big learning curve, I think. Mm. But if you're willing to do it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a good payoff. It is, yeah, I would agree. Um, so, are you, when was the last time you gigged? Um, oh goodness I think it might have been two years ago so I did a gig on my birthday and yeah it would have been two years ago so it wasn't my last long ago then not too bad but um, definitely need to get out on so the horse do, again you, you think you'll you, you think you'll do it again yeah I think I will I'll just try not to worry too much just you know whatever happens happens I am a big mm. worrier so that's been another thing I've had to manage it's just there's no point is there just go out and try and enjoy it and exactly. I, I really envy musicians. Like so many of my friends are musicians, and they just revel in it. They love it. They they just live to perform. Uh, but I, I mean, I just I love songwriting, and that's always been a form of self expression for me. But performing was always something I was terribly nervous about, yeah. and not a natural thing. So it's something I've really had to work at. Um, and it's so funny watching back videos of myself from a few years ago I just look <laughs> I have my eyes closed all the time <laughs> which is quite impressive you know to playing piano and singing with my eyes closed um but so I'm not you know I was really connecting with the audience and there are artists that do that I mean Bob Dylan gets up and not comparing myself to Bob Dylan but you know you get up on Stevie stage and uh, yeah well <laughs> that's a different story let's cut him some slack <laughs> but you know there are artists that get up and don't in, in, engage with the audience but I think that is important to to acknowledge that they are there but that can be quite terrifying as well if you're nervous and this song that you are bringing today I'm going to play that now so we can have a bit of a chat about it afterwards if that's okay cool, go for it. the Thank song you. You, you're bringing I'm going to let you introduce it okay well this is a track called Ignorant as a Chris
Wow. So, uh, yeah, that was ignorant as I... What? <laughs> as Icarus. <laughs> as ignorant as Icarus. Um, this is... <laughs> I should change it to that, as I what? <laughs> um, this is what I like to call a straightforward song. It's just a song. It's a good, you know, there's no, there's no... There's no putting it into a DAW and putting weird shit all over it. It's just a good song. It's an organic song, organic, uh, organic, organic vocals, organic in- instruments. Uh, it's like going back to when like Dina Carroll and people like that. It's, it's just a good. You know, do you know what I mean? Um, I love that. You, I love that you said that. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you, you, you were talking earlier about your vocals, and you struggled in the lower ranges. You were riding the lower ranges a lot in that in that song. I think you make it harder for yourself. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, when it works, it works. But it's just sometimes it goes, um, and when my voice gets tired. So that was a day where it went okay. <laughs> you seem to like. You seem to like that that range, though. Yeah, well, that's the that's the really tricky thing is that I write my songs in a. They're all in a very similar range, so I mean, yeah. If you if you had an awful high range, I'd understand. But your high range is, it's it, it's outstanding. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you use it. Who produced this? So this is produced by Andy Carr. He's a bass and producer who plays with a band called ABC. That's his sort of bread and butter. And uh, Belinda Carlisle, he tours with. I'm so, ABC, as in. The Look of Love ABC. Yes, yeah. So that, right, that's okay. his main band. He's been gigging and touring with them for many years. Um, he, he toured with Bruce Dickinson back when he was uh, doing his solo thing. So I was just really lucky. I, I, I just happened to get talking to someone, just a stranger after a gig I played in London, who turned out to know Andy and just kindly introduced us because I was needing a bass player for, for my band. And he was like, oh, my mate's a bass player, but it turned out to be Andy. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be his mate, you know, just some young guy, but it was actually this really accomplished musician. Um, and it's brilliant because he was just a perfect match for me to produce the song. I wrote this a long time ago in my final year of university, and I always knew I wanted to record it with a string quartet. But at the time, that just seemed completely unfeasible. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do that, you know, pay for it and pay for the musicians. Now it's obviously much easier to, to do that because you can do remote sessions and such but as it happened um Andy knew a quartet and um yeah they did uh they, they recorded for me for a, a good deal and it's brilliant really good I was going to mention the strings on this because the strings sounded very electric almost um synthesizer but I knew they weren't synthesizer because or, or if they were because you you could you can hear the, the strokes the 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 backwards and forwards strokes which you don't get with a synthesizer, but it yeah. did sound very electric. You've got you've got a good ear, Richie. There's there is a blend, so there's some uh, synthesizer in there, but yeah, okay. there's, there's also live strings. Okay, cool. Mixing it up. Yeah, it's a very beautiful. <laughs> it's a very beautiful song, and it's um, again, like I say, Dean Nicole, It's very uh, nostalgic. Takes me back to that kind of nineties, uh, but because it, it was a t- that that kind of music was. It wasn't typical of that. It was. It was like a time. It was a timeless style of music, so it worked just as well today as it did then. And yeah, this is. It's the same for your music. It's beautiful. 
Thank you. So what's next? What is next? So um, I've got... They, I, so I've been working on an EP with Andy. So that's one of four tracks we've been working on. And most of the instrumentation is done for the other three tracks. It's just the vocals. Um, so I think probably the next stage is going to be self-producing the vocals. I think it's just going to make life much easier. Um, so I do have a plan for the next track I want to work on. And I'm also hoping to write more for film. So um, a few months ago, I released my first instrumental and that was so much fun because I didn't have to do any vocals <laughs> and worry about that. And I worked with a cellist I met online. I did it completely remotely. So it was the first project I did um, in Logic, just collaborating with another musician I never even met. Um, and then I sent it off to Andy to mix. So that was really eye-opening to me. It's like, okay, there's no excuse now. You can do so much without even leaving your house. So once I get my studio set up, um, I think I will work on my songs, but also on some more instrumental pieces. So that's quite exciting. So the future's looking good then? Yes. Yeah, quite excited. So we, uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get you back uh, on the show in the future with uh, new projects. Yes, I would love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've covered all bases. If our listeners want to find you, they want to connect with you, they want to stalk you and hunt you down, where can they do that? So I'm on all the usual social media sites except TikTok because I can't bring myself I am <laughs> to the go same. there yet. I, am the same. I have to draw the line somewhere. I'm too old yeah. for TikTok. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm on all the usual places so that my username is Ray, R-A-E, Kelly Music. So you'll find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Excellent. And we'll leave all those links in the show notes, of course, and hopefully in the, the near future, if we can, we'll try and get Ray Kelly to do a stupid dance on TikTok for everyone. So. <laughs> you'll have to pay me, I'm afraid. <laughs> and then I might still not do it. <laughs> awesome. Lovely. Well, thank you, Ray, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Despite all of the issues that I've provided... Um, yeah, it's okay, you, you powered through, you deserve a gold medal And I promise that after the edit It will sound like nothing ever went wrong <laughs> So yeah uh, So yeah, thank you again And until next time, I've been Richie I've been Wayne Our guest has been Ray Kelly, thank you Thanks for listening If indeed, you still are Goodbye <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> Bye Back again with another Artist of the Week. This week's Artist of the Week is Titans of Doom. Uh, previous guests on the show. Love these guys. Love their vibe. Love their outfit, what they do. Love everything about them. They're an unusual, uh, they've got an unusual kind of setup. You've got uh, an MC and uh, a DJ and a guitarist, but that they've fused this and they've made it work for them and it works really well we'll be talking to them about some of their music and what they've been up to and hopefully listening to one of their latest tracks uh, if you could and you'd be so kind please follow us on all the different platforms uh, anywhere you can find a, a podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts please uh, subscribe to us and follow us. If you're listening to this on YouTube or if you can, just go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please like these videos and leave a comment because it helps uh, get us out there, which helps 
also get the artists out there kind of fiddles around with the algorithms or something but yeah that's how we're going to get these artists listened to so yes please do that you can also go over to www.yhhtmpc.com where you can find out more about us and you can find out find out all of our episodes and everything else yeah if you'd like to support us you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash yhhtmp um and you can buy us a coffee and support what we do but yes without no more dilly dallying and no more waffle here is my chat with titans of doom in time it's been some time it's been a minute it certainly has Mm. you look quite chilled (laughs) <laughs> Certainly feeling very chilled at the minute. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. How's things with yourself? Not too bad. Could you do me a favour? Could you landscape your phone, if that's what you're using? Yeah, sure. Oh, shit, look at that. Now I can see your whole face. Oh. That's lovely. So, uh, what's, what's, what's new? What's What's new? <laughs> Uh, it's difficult to say really constantly writing there's new stuff that um, we're working on at the moment I just started working on some uh, some pieces of art actually just some collage pieces so yeah just just keep it busy really that that's kind of it didn't know you were into uh, that that side of art as well that's a uh, that's new information to me yeah how, how long have you been doing that uh, pretty much just been doing that for the last like four or five years now, just kind of getting into that. Um, comics are a big passion as well, so that's a very personal thing. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to do, and plus, it's it's a nice little way to kind of do things with my two little ones, so it's it's nice, okay. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, that, that new song, I blame you. So- you're you're very political and very you 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 met your your music has it's kind of punk, isn't it? In the sense, it's not punk as in like a punk in in the is in terms of genre, but in terms of uh, your messages ethos and everything, and spirit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, ethos, it's, very much, yeah, yeah, it's, very yeah it's very much punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what's the message beyond your latest works? Do you want to, I mean, you lyrically, do you, or just like conceptually, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it, man. Go for it. Yeah. I, I mean, this latest one is, uh, it's been a real fun one to do this, to be fair, because this is kind of pretty well the first track that we ever started kind of working on at all. Like, I kind of brought the concept to this track um, and said, look, I've got, you know, because obviously if you've listened to it, you know that hook, like I blame you. I can't, what's it called? Sleeping Satellites, isn't it? That, that track. Yeah. yeah. So I had the concept and, and there was, um, you know, the idea being I'll blame you for this, that and the other. So, you know, climate change, wars, blah, blah, blah. And this was the first track that we started talking about as an idea of what sort of direction we'd like to go to, through as a band, you know, sort of about five years ago. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, um, but yeah I mean, it's just, yeah, I suppose the, the kind of very loosely, it's a, it's a kind of an attack on, the, the powers that be, if you like, um, you know, 
the 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 warmongers, the the people that send aid to Yemen whilst arming the Saudis to bomb them. It's just, it's just fucking ridiculous, you know. Um, you know that that sort of thing. That's I mean, I don't know lyrically. I don't, have you got any more on that? I don't know. So about yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like uh, very much exactly all of that, and you know the 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 people that also that buy into it. You know the. Um, the people who don't question that just kind of go along with it, hear it, and go, yeah, all right, well, they're the bad guys, they're the villains, we're, we're going to support that without ever questioning it. Um, mm. They're just as much to blame for perpetuating that as well um, because that's the reason why it continues to exist equally. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's only very angry in that sense and very all-encompassing when we're, we're looking at politics politicians the general public even is it's a lot of blame to pass around to be fair yeah but it's yeah. a really bouncy track though that will get you dancing it sounds really angry and horrible but you will move when you hear it you know yeah, <laughs> <That's>, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I can attest to that yeah it definitely is um so your messages and in, in a lot of people could say that it's um you know, it's 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 a big it's a big fight and it's a losing battle, one that we'll never win because of the powers that be they are the you know people that rule and that that is that. How do you? What would you say to people who say what what, what what's the point? Because your message is is just going to get lost in a plethora of other messages by other people. Mm. I don't know. I think. Oh, it's it, it's quite easy to be just really sort of nihilistic about it, isn't it? And just kind of you know all hope mm. is gone and, you know, just, just give up sort of thing. But then, and sometimes you kind of, sometimes you do kind of think, well, that's, it's just, it is a waste of fucking time. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, are we live and swearing? Is that all right? I should check. You uh, carry on, mate. You swear as yeah, you fucking want. <laughs> no way. So, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's like that, but then, you know, others, you kind of, you, you see like there's a bit of good in, people somewhere and it's you know you might just be able to convince them but I, yeah i don't know i think ultimately i think people are too stupid to pick it up sometimes it's maybe i'm being a bit harsh but yeah no, <laughs> i don't no, i'd agree with you i think uh, <laughs> i think um, that that there is a large element of that within what we do kind of thing because um People do just want the easy answers, and you're right. People do just go, well, what's the point? You know. Uh, I'm guilty is, myself. Well, believe me, I've, I've been there myself, and I think you have to understand. Everyone has those moments. Um, it's when you stop checking yourself about having those moments. You know, ultimately, those moments are possibly leading on to apathy, which leads to, oh, well, nothing's going to change. I'm not going to do anything about it. But if we all think like that, then nothing will actually change. But yeah, I suppose it's that rather idealistic way of going, well, if you can at least change the way one person thinks, yes, it's very idealistic and altruistic, but surely there's got to be a better way of doing things than there is currently, right? You can't, say it's, you can't say it's idealistic and whatever. And it's, you know, it's a pipe dream. You know, can we actually really do anything? But then Rosa Parks could have said the same thing, couldn't she? She's just one person with one ideology, and uh, what's she going to do on her own? Especially mm -hmm. as a woman, a, a woman as well back then, a, a black woman, and you know, what I mean, she had everything against us, and she, uh, 
I could I could have sat down and said the same thing. So what makes yeah. you think you can make a difference? You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it does only take one person. But, I think uh, it's, I, I, it's an important time as well because. Oh, sorry. Messages no, seem to get lost. Messages seem to get lost more today than they mm. did back then. I don't, or people, so like I say, people seem to be more apathetic. I think more uh, now than they were then. I think oh, that maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. Um, I don't. You know. I don't think. Yeah. I think that, you know. I saw this quote. I can't remember who it was. Now, it was some like old Greek philosopher that said, "Give them bread and circuses, and they'll never revolt." And, and that's kind of if you look at even <laughs> stuff like. Euro 2020 that's on now this year. Like, you can't go to a theatre in full capacity. You can't go to a festival outside, but you can pack as many stupid, like skinhead England fans into a pub as you like, and they can jump yeah. all over each other, throwing beer all over the place, and and that's all good. You know, so I don't know. Not not that all England football fans are stupid. Obviously, just you know, a, a significant majority. The ones that boo taking the knee. Um, them oh, ones, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the the thing is, you see some things like, you know, the protests with the Sarah Everard thing recently, the Black Lives Matters protests. You know, there's a lot of anger building up in society. And you know, when sort of the COVID crisis is finished and the kind of the younger generation, because let's say, oh, you know, I'm not necessarily in the younger generation anymore, but you know, I'd like to sort of make music that speaks them a little bit. They are going to be the ones that have to pick up all the pieces of this, and they are going to be very angry. And I would rather, you know, the younger people kind of got angry about something than just carried on this apathetic sort of yeah. way of living. It's just, you know, it's it's not it's not going to work. It's not going to last, you know. And I think mm. there's this culture war as well, isn't it? You know, this idea that, that youngsters aren't going to get a COVID vaccine and they'll, they'll refuse to go and get one. Well, you never fucking offered them one for six months while you were saying they wouldn't go. <laughs> so don't just make stuff up. It's just this cr false kind of culture yeah. war with young and old. It's difficult as well, I think, because you've got so many so many people getting angry over so much stuff now. It's trying to work out, uh, sort through the week from the chaff, because mm. obviously, you know, you've got your you've got your your political war going on with your, with your, your group and the, you know, the powers that be, which is fair enough. You know, the <laughs> if you listen to the message, it's a good message, and it it stands up. But then you've got other people out there who are revolting against. Other strange shit, and it, it, it's like the, the the there's a there's a woke culture, but it's become maybe too woke in some aspects, and there's that much there's that many people out there fighting against different things that nothing's being taken seriously at the moment. If you know what I mean, if that makes yeah. any sense at all, but it's no, the it, classic it, divide and conquer, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and it's what what you mentioned about the the woke element. Yeah, you're right. There is this almost parodying of of being aware about things. The term woke even, what does it even mean? It's actually, it's a changing of language. Um, I know I'm probably referencing 1984 here, but if you look at that, one, one aspect of 1984 is it's the changing of language that happens over a course of time. Woke, it's actually just another term for being aware about what's going on. So the term itself doesn't actually even make sense. The actual idea of being aware about things that are going wrong in society itself has been hijacked and been, it's like hyperbole because out of that you get cancel culture. Oh, we're so woke, we're going to cancel things for being not how we want them to be. I actually personally disagree with cancel culture because it in itself is a fad. It, whatever is cancelled today is just right there again tomorrow. So it, we live in an age of instant gratification, unfortunately. Uh, 
Birmingham, yeah, just instant <laughs> gratification. That's all it boils yeah. down to for me. Um, and as long as people are getting that, they don't think about the long term. They don't think about the consequence. And then it ultimately leads to what we're talking about here, which is that next generation has to pick up the pieces. How do you do that? Um, well, you need somebody to highlight what's actually going wrong. You need somebody to have an imprint of it. I like to think we do a fairly good job of doing that to some degree. But as you say, there's other bands that do that. There's other artists, other forms of art that do that as well. That That's important. Um, I don't think there's I, much musically that's doing it, though. I mean, I don't think, you know, it's no. all shoegazing fucking nonsense, just... You know, yeah. I want to go back out. <laughs> COVID's still going. I'd love to go and have a little dance with my buddies. Yeah, fucking great stuff. But like, let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's let's think a little bit wider. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. people in the, I think people in Palestine probably want a little bit more than that, to be honest. So why don't we maybe give a damn about that? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Can I just ask you to hold that for a second? I just need to go check on something. Sorry, but let's talk amongst yourselves. Won't be a sec. <laughs> no <problem. laughs> How's things, man? Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> Good. Not too bad. I'm going to start working on that beat. I think that uh, that you sent over. Try and find a bit of time. Ah, uh, nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. So I'm on my shirt, by the way. Oh, I do. It's very apt. Yeah. <laughs> more it. blacks, more dogs, more Irish. <laughs> I had to try and explain that one to to the little fella. Obviously, he's eight, and he asked me what that shirt meant. I was like, "Fuck, you know." This one could take a little while. <laughs> it's funny, actually. I was talking to my uh, my daughter today, and um, randomly, she comes out of nowhere. She starts talking about racism, and she goes. Ultimately, her overall take was, she "Goes, I don't think it's right." But ultimately, you know, the thing that confuses me the most I was like, "What?" She goes, "The why? It makes no sense. Why are people racist? They've got to be stupid." So. <laughs> <laughs> very, very profound. Very profound. Thing is, there's, there's, there's an innocence in a kid's way. Like, so a kid will describe someone as the boy with brown skin, as an identifier, just because that's how they identify that kid against the other kid in the class. They don't mean it in any way. That's just they might say exactly the same. The girl with bl yellow hair, you know, because they don't understand the word blonde. Even they, you know, but that's how kids. There's just an innocence in the way kids do things. They're, they're taught so to, to attach uh, a, a narrative or a. a, a, a you know, a kind of yeah, narrative against what that means. That boy has brown skin, therefore this. No, that that yeah. first that second part is added on culturally. The first part is just that's what kids do. Yeah. That's not just kids. I do I, I, I do that I've done that do it at work. We've got two we had two terriers and one of them uh, was black and the other one was really fat. So I'd either <laughs> refer, refer to one of them as a um, black terry or, or fat terry and um, <laughs> Both equally as insulting. Well, no, the fat, the fat one's insulting. The the the, the black terrier. That, well, that's you know, that's that's it. That's who he is. <laughs> that's, just identifying him. It's just <laughs> identifying him. I, I mean, some people might look at that and think, well, you, you shouldn't really do that. Why? Why though? I mean, somebody, you know, if there's two Richards in, my name's Richie. If there's two Richies, somebody might describe me as the the, the short white one. If the the, the I, 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 I just. I don't know. I think sometimes you can be over the top, uh, over the top, when it comes to, or, or my, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a touchy subject that I probably shouldn't put into the show. To be honest, <laughs> it's a, it a touchy <laughs> subject. But you know, it's stuff like like being woke and being overly sort of hyper, sort of 
responsive to, to injustice and, and stuff like that is not a bad thing. Like, you know, the idea that these woke warriors are somehow bad people, I don't think they are at all. I think that the heart's in the right place, absolutely, 100%. And I would much rather have people that think about other people's feelings and perception and all that sort of stuff than not. I think sometimes, unfortunately, it's just, just a bit of naivety as to the world that we live in. You know, the idea that, for example, you might be able to convince a bloke that boos taking the knee that a trans woman is a woman, you're fucking hell, you are, you're never going to, it's never, you're never going to convince that guy because he's still way back here where he doesn't recognize the equality of black people. So, you know, you're miles away. And I think that's the problem. It's not, for me, the problem is not the kind of forward thinking of the woke culture. It's the fucking backwards thinking of, of, of everyone else, you know, but mm. yeah. It is a touchy subject, though. It so is. Yeah, I'm going to have to think. I'm going to have to have a deep think about <laughs> editing this. Um, <laughs> but but music. Um, <laughs> yeah, music safer subject. So smooth segue there. I know, right? Uh, yeah. So you, like I say, you got your, your that track out, and you, you're writing other stuff. What other stuff are you working on? Um. Just personally, I've just got some bars on the go at the at the moment. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that's going on, obviously in the world that that kind of fuels that. Um, as always, not personally, not necessarily trying to go for the most obvious things, um, because again, what's the point in going for the most obvious things? Uh, but ultimately, I, uh, on a very personal level, um, I think the impact of things like ongoing restrictions uh, and the reactions to that, that's hit quite a, a, a note with me. Um, so, yeah, you never know. Watch this space. I think I said, I said earlier that um, your music's kind of fighting against the system. I think that maybe thinking thinking about it a bit further, maybe not. I mean, it could be classes education as well, couldn't it? To the um, to the masses, the people who maybe don't realise or who think they realise, but they're wrong. Um, there's a lot of education. There's, you know, you could you could see your messages being educational or 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 not. Would you would you say it could be? For me, it's yeah, education in the sense that just I just love people to just challenge ideas of any sort. Just you know, challenge everything. Take your time. Think about what it is. Think about the source of what you're reading uh, before just accepting what you're being what you're reading. You know, the, the classic example is the Sun telling you that the BBC is shit. Yeah, well, obviously because the Sun is owned by Rupert Murdoch, who owns Sky, who has a vested interest in in the television. You know. Take your time, break the levels down. Fucking hell, like pay attention. You know, it's yeah, it's just just that, yeah. But I mean, musically, just going back to what you're saying. So I think we've got over the course of the last eighteen months, we've kind of got ourselves set up at home, and we've uh, started kind of creating music at home, and we're still writing. We're still quite active, um, whereas other bands have been really hampered by it in you know over, over the last eighteen months. Or so we've got about twelve or fifteen tracks that are kind of in in some state of sort of semblance and ready to go we'll, we'll kind of have an album i'd say within the next six to 12 months um no we've got a few kind of like little skits you know just like 32 bars of you know just a track that's just like on a kind of you know skit tracks in the middle and then we've got a couple of others that are 
um, you know, not almost ready to go. We've got we've got a track called Triggered that will probably be the next one, and that's about well, it's about how people get triggered and social media. They just you know quote tweet everything on based on a headline without reading it and get really angry and you know again just that whole thing of taking the time to break it down and understand what you're getting angry about well, what's the other one called is it right wing attack is that our current working title for it anyway yeah. and that one That's this one cool. like this yeah this other track that we've got coming up right wing attack and says that it's a working working title it's um it's kind of got a real like uh, late 80s early 90s sort of acid house kind of uh sort of sound to it with the beat and like the you know the nice. break beat and the kind of the lines with that kind of you know prodigy sort of dance culture sort of style thing all that that sort of sound but then we've got two other artists guests uh starring on that one like collaborating with us on that one so a guy called figure nine is from birmingham and then there's a guy called tetsu gamora who is signed to a label that I love, a therapy sessions from a bass level. And he's out in France and, and he's doing some vocals for us on his one. That, that, that one is going to be massive when we, when we finally get that finished. It's huge, huge sounding track, really, really beefy, really angry, but again, really dancey. Like, yeah, quality sort of like old school sounds, that one. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm excited to Got hear A couple it. of bits um, coming. We're, we're definitely very excited about about moving forward with what what we've got in the pipeline is as we've said for sure and i think to the point about things being educational i think i think there's a real personally for me there seems to be a real lack of critical thinking generally so if nothing else to inspire a level of critical thinking you can even disagree with anything we say but if that inspires you to go ahead and do a bit of research about that, whatever we're talking about good for you you might learn something and even if it ends up being that we'll always disagree, that's fine as well. That's all good. Just go out there and question shit. That's all that we're saying. Yes, questions. Question Don't accept the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Question, question, question the matrix. Question, question the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet you'll be, I'll be looking forward to getting out and doing some gigs. Will you not? It's, it's must be, how long has it been now? The last show we played was November 19, the one you were at. No yeah. shit. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, but you can't that was the last show out. we played. So I think we had one lined up for the February, and then that got postponed um, yeah. and pushed back. And then obviously COVID kicked in, and then it's just kind of been, you know, no end of just things getting pushed back. And, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the thing is some of the venues in Brum that, you know, where we would be playing still haven't, really opened yet and it's still yeah. not that it's not possible to open them on a sort of 50 percent capacity and some of the i think we've we've talked amongst ourselves about some of these kind of sit down um ones and i i, I personally i'm just not up for a sit down one yeah i kind of you know we play drum and bass and hip-hop and sort of dubstepy yeah. sort of sounding <laughs> stuff like it's the, you know you can't sit down and listen to that. <laughs> and if I went to I mean, if we, if, yeah, if we did like <laughs> some, some kind of, you know, unplugged set, some really moody acoustic set, then maybe well, I don't really see I'd, I'd struggle that. with an yeah. unplugged one. I mean, I can do an unplugged set on my laptop for, <laughs> you know, three hours. <laughs> We'd have to give you some bongos or something like that. Yeah. Just some just some kind of like drums or something like that. Just, yeah. you know, the, that would be it. But no, we are. Do you know the ironic thing that often the thought I have about live gigs and not being able to do live gigs last year you know um the ep 
the EP that the that we launched at that time versus ironically enough it's probably the most apt EP for that period of time and for 2020 when you think about the the some of the songs that we were that, that we've got on there um, it's so apt it's unbelievably apt that there's almost a level of irony that that kind of music wasn't able to be out there just purely because of what was going on so um, on a personal level it's a real shame to me that um, just selfishly and I admit it but it's very selfishly not being able to perform uh, that as much as we wanted to but yeah that that's mm -hmm. a highlight I'm, I'm looking forward to to when we do finally get to have live gigs to uh, to perform Prometheus again live because uh, we've only ever done that once so yeah only ever played that the once yeah that was amazing I mean, we had that Smack My Bitch Up remix that mixed into it as well, and we kind yeah, of double-dropped yeah. the two of them, yeah. and it, it just sounds epic. Like, you know, the track finishes, and we mix Smack My Bitch Up, the noisier remix into it, and, and uh, Lucky, our guitarist, will carries on playing the Promethe Prometheus riffs over the top, and it all, honestly, it was, yeah, loved it. Yeah, so we can't, yeah, we can't oh, wait oh, to play it again. Well, Ty didn't know what to expect, because you were just uh, some workmates of... Uh, our podcast mate, Neil, and I thought it's just going to be some of his mates doing a bit of fucking shit music, and <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting much, to be honest, and uh, I was absolutely blown away. I thought, yeah, I, I can't... And that, 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 yeah, when you did that, the, the Prometheus, fuck me, God, yeah. And it, it's the recordings are great, but you perform even better. Nothing, and that's not knocking new recordings because I do like your recordings. But, no, that's all yeah, right. But your performances you. were even better because you've got you've got an atmosphere and you you build the atmosphere and you feel it. You actually, yeah, it was, yeah. So I look it, next time you play, be sure to invite us along. We'll look, yeah, be free tickets, no bother. Yeah, free tickets for you guys next time again. No problem at all. But yeah, the live sets, the live sets are brilliant though because you know. We we have we operate in a different way to a, a, again a normal band. You know, a normal band will play a song. They'll do three and a half minutes. They'll stop. The audience will clap. They'll say thanks very much. They'll retune the guitar and they'll do another one. And you know, loop ad infinitum lot. And whereas we will kind of use the fact that we're an electronic band primarily to blend in other people's tracks, mix tracks in, you know, and and kind of create tension. So a track finishes and we'll maybe play a load of droning sort of noises to not quite let it finish and then build up into the next one. And we never kind of stop. Like, you know, yeah. we treat a set like a DJ set where, you know, there's always something happening, you know. And yeah, I've said in the intro, I've done, I've done an intro uh, for this and I was saying, hey, you've got a unique setup. It's not like anything you usually see. You've got your MC and you've got uh, your DJ who produces and you've got a guitarist and it's 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 it's, it's quite a unique setup. I don't think I, mm. I've seen anything like it, but it, it works yeah. so well. You blend everything together so well. Yeah, it all, all comes together nicely, you know, well, we mm. think so anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to play out your track now that we just mentioned. Oh, I've completely forgot what it's called. That's how much of a professional I we am. Should, uh, we should say a big up to Nahanda you, for doing the uh, for, for guesting on this one with us as well. Uh, I think it's well worth shouting Nahanda out for that one. So, uh, yeah, she, she was... She was great on this as well, the, providing I, the I vocals for you. us. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought. Um, what was the song? So this, well, the song was originally "Sleeping Satellites" by I can't remember who it was now. Uh, uh, song, but we. Tasman Ultra, I believe. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, we didn't yeah, actually yeah, sample yeah. it. We got uh, we got Nahanda to re-record the vocals, so it wasn't sampled from that. It was really exactly the same line and stuff. But did you yeah. did you come into any uh, issues with that? Because it's a, I'd imagine it's a copyrighted song and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean we haven't. We we might. <laughs> but yeah, just you know yeah we took we took a very sort of like underground drum and bass approach where they're always sampling films and stuff like that and no one really cares because it's just not mainstream enough so you know if universal or whoever want to knock at our door then i think we misunderstood parody i think we're allowed to do it for parody or you know something yeah so we just we just misunderstood yeah yeah we get a lot of problems <laughs> when people uh not even like uh Famous, famous artists, like if an artist sends us, sends us the work and we put it out, we'll get like a, something off Universal Music Group or Warner Music Group saying, you know, this doesn't belong to you, you need to take it. We've, we've stopped it on Facebook or we've stopped it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then we get it all the time. And so, yeah, we have to end up, we end up putting like a, a dispute in. We've started winning them now, though, so that that's nice. That's all right. Nice. But yeah. Well, apparently yeah. you're allowed to you're allowed to sort of plagiarize, aren't you, for satire? I think it is. And you said like Weird Al Yankovic never got uh, done, did he, for years and years because it was satire. So that's how he was obviously is able it? to. to yeah, I just figured he spent a shitload of money on the rights. <laughs> no, no. I think there's there's some sort of weird loophole where satire prevents copyright laws from from kicking him. You're allowed to use it for the purposes of satire. Did yeah. not know that. Yeah, uh, you, you might have to look it up. Don't fucking take me, you know, at <laughs> uh, face value on it. Might be worth double checking. But <laughs> yeah, it's a very satirical like song. It's it's a yeah, very satirical. It's satire. It's, yeah, it's satire. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Yeah, that's that was that was my big takeaway from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, guys, uh, thank you for 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 joining me and taking some time out for us and. Uh, I look forward to seeing you soon, hopefully. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you soon. We'll get you a big whiskey the next time we see you at a show. No bother. I won't, I won't bring um, my mate with me the next time Who's who to, to bite your ears off. <laughs> so, Rob. <laughs> don't know why I brought him, honestly. Oh, God, he was awful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, also, when, you, when you're looking to release your next uh, works? Uh... I don't know, we'll probably be because I finished that one off and I'm start I'm working on a few drum and bass bits at the minute, so I need to I'm, I want to finish a couple of those off. I've got like a little EP of four tracks I'm working on uh, just like pure sort of drum and bass stuff. So I think I'll get onto it after that. But I would say triggered will probably be the next one because we're waiting for Tetsu, aren't we, for the vocals. So it'll probably be yeah. I don't know, where are we now? Fucking yeah. July. June. June, June, isn't it? Yeah, July. Maybe something around July, August time. Yeah. We'll have to get you back on the show because that was fun last time as well. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Sure. Yeah, so let us know when it's out and we'll try and organise something around uh, the release of your next track. Send. Sorted. I'm blaming for 
the state of the planet For the way we live tragic The grand illusion killing life and it's magic I'm tired and ravaged from struggle shit So tussle the savage forget the brain Muscle ignorance the drug we're all addicts What's the damage of the apathy? First world calamity Got us living disconnected to the harsh reality Label it negative Cause we don't have capacity To see the our luxuries at the cost of others agony
Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.